So, Jamie, you know, we recently sent you on uh, another soft rep assignment uh, over to Mangadishu for what was it like three weeks you were over there? Yeah, just over just over three weeks, I believe it was. Yeah, getting the suntan. Didn't get a suntan. Spent most of my time indoors. It's not the type of place where you can. Uh, <laughs> it's not the type of place where you can blend in. You know. You can't. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I did my best. You know. Uh, just things. Um, the thing about Mogadishu is the thing. I'm trying to say this outright. The thing about Mogadishu is, man. I mean, for, for those of you that know the place and for people that don't know the place, it is ruthless. It is one of the most ruthless environments I have ever seen in my entire life. Mm. It, it, there is no law there. Place is lawless. It's literally the Wild West. People making it up as they go along. I believe someone referred to it as Spartan Country once. <laughs> you, know, you, either, you, either, you either make it there or you just don't. You know, there isn't no, it might be okay, it's just you're going to make it or you're just not going to make it. But um, Somalia is definitely an interesting, uh, an interesting country within Africa and you know, it has a, has a lot of problems. And I know we like to think of uh, one of the main problems being terrorism there, you know, because you see all over the news, mm -hmm. Al-Shabaab, you know, and people say Al-Shabaab's a terrorist organization. I believe I gave my sort of uh, interpretation of Al-Shabaab, it's just a, a serious organized crime unit, hijacked a religion or says it's a terrorist organization, but really it's more like the cartels than it is like a terrorist Uses religion as a mask for their yeah. criminal enterprise. Uh, of course, I mean, I got, told, I got told straight off the plane, you know, don't worry, you won't get killed. You will get kidnapped. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm worth far too much money to them. For yeah, them, for them just to kill mm -hmm. me, you know. I mean, so that's what we saw with the Somalian piracy. Is there's really never a time where the pirates would go on hijack a ship and just kill everybody. No, I mean, mm -hmm. it was always a business transaction that they were running. Of, of course, and you know, people say, you know, what happened to the Somali pirates and things like this. To be honest with you, they just just faced out with the armed guards on the vessels. They just couldn't do it anymore. That's yeah, all, yeah. That's all it was. And back then, the thing in Somalia, another thing that I learned there, is every day is just survival. You know, if they can yeah. survive one more day. That's good. Yeah. So for these uh, Somali pirates or local fishermen, you know, for them, if they were like, listen, if we can get on board this, this vessel here and get somebody to make me some money, then that's what they did. It's like I said, every day is just, just survival. If they, if they think they can take it, if they think, listen, I can make some money off him, if I can extort him for some sort of money, if I can sell him to somebody that's going to make me some money or get me and my family money, you know, if they can get ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000, they're out of Somalia. They're gone. They can make a smuggling route all the way to Europe and they're good. You know, I want to ask you what you what you see for the future of Somalia, considering um, you know these dire circumstances. I mean, most Americans are familiar with Somalia probably from the film Black Hawk Down, of course. Down, yeah. But I mean, regardless of that, I mean, people know that this country has been in a bad way for a long time. It's it's kind of seen as like the quintessential failed state. Um, and and from listening to you talk about it, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. I mean, Amazon was held up for a long time as kind of an African success story. It, it, it just isn't though. I mean, it was kind of like our ISAF in Afghanistan, right? That's what this Amazon was meant to be. It was meant to be this intervention force that was gonna, you know, shape security, develop the region or something, you know. But it just isn't. It, it just doesn't work. The guys that um, the guys that I spoke to inside Amazon themselves, you know, they, they don't want to be there. They see it as once again, it's not their fight. The Somali people don't want them there. You know, as, as, you, as everybody will probably know, it's a Somali problem. It needs to be dealt with by Somali people. Um, and I know, you know, a lot of people that I spoke to in Somalia were also saying, yeah, well. Uh, we don't get the right funding. But that's because every time they get some funding, there's just all these little Stuff loopholes. in their pockets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's serious, man. People, like I say, it's normal. It is just normal for people to ask you for money on the street. So what do you think is going to happen when you give these guys, you know, say a billion dollars? That billion dollars is never going to be used for what it's going to be used for. And one of my favorite stories was about, uh, I did some research and talked to some people about one of the more famous pirates of Fuene. 
and a Fuente flipped sides at a certain point and said, I'm not going to be a pirate anymore. I'm going to start an mm. anti-piracy initiative. Yeah. So he started getting money from the UN for his anti-piracy program while he was still <laughs> doing piracy. It was awesome. You know, I mean, I'm well played. <laughs> Respect. Yeah. You're taking their money. Right? It was like double dipping like a champ. Man. Like, he belongs on Wall Street. You, yeah. you can very much believe it within, you know, when you're there and you see these people, I mean, they're slick. You know, they ask like, if you do not know how to like handle yourself, or if you do not know that country at all, they will bleed you dry from the moment you rock off the plane till the moment you get back on it. You know, and there is, a, you know, this Somalia would take, you know, at least probably another hour's worth of conversation man, to talk about it. But to cut it in short, sounds like Bosnia. Really, yeah, yeah <laughs> if, if you really want to fix Somalia, in my eyes, man, you just you cut the funding to all these all these ministers. Every single one of them is just taking money, just corruption. So all these ministers taking money privatize it, get some guys from Europe to manage the money, put them into these positions. Let but that's colonialism, yeah, Jamie. Uh, I know you're from the UK. Don't wear wolf and some hipsters if you start talking you about people. putting people there. Yeah, you people. No, but honestly, that's the, that's the way to do it. Whatever they've been doing there for the last 20 years, Clearly, it's not working, is it? So I want to try something new. It, I mean, do you see like any kind of like beacon of hope? Is there any kind of like Anything you could point to in that country, like maybe they're building some governmental institutions or something is working? No, I mean, they can't even play, the, they don't even pay the armed forces, they don't pay the police. So, how can so they have to make it up through bribes and extortion yeah, and things I like mean, that? You know, you run into the wrong, you don't even know, you don't, you don't know what the right checkpoint is, you don't know if that's a, a police checkpoint, is that an army checkpoint? Yeah, can I mean, talk, talk about that, the checkpoint with the book. You know? Well, you were telling me about the book, the book. where they can. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So I heard rumours when I was there that down in the south, in the more militia-controlled and shots-of-controlled areas, if you wave over so much, yeah, then obviously you, you make a good living, right? You're a healthy guy, you know? So what they'll do is they've got this book, and this is, you know, this is how backward some of these people are, they've got this book, and what they'll do is they'll flip the book until a page, and whatever that, whatever's on that page is what happens to you. It can be they can chop your talk, it can shave your head, it can be... Is this book like the Old Testament? It, or? It's, 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 <laughs> it's, something that, it's something that they clearly believe in. But on the flip side of all of this, there is a page in there that can say they have to pay you. Really? Yes, yeah, so they have to pay you like, I don't know, 100 camels or whatever it is down there. Is it like the, the Fringy Rules of Acquisition? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like a Star Trek. It's just, just because you wear too much. You know, all because you wear too much. Like, he's clearly Mexican. I'm screwed then. You wouldn't blend Alec and I will blend in more than you. My wife and kids pack their stuff. <laughs> You're going to some point, yeah. Yeah, man. It's definitely, it's definitely a difficult region, and it, it ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Can we convince you to go back one day? Not anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sharp inhale. After, after Syria, Ukraine, and then Somalia, and then like I remember you were back for like five days, and then I sent you to Paris because Paris, of Paris attacks. And then happened. I was home for another week, Belgium. And then sent you to Belgium. And then a quick little trip into the Netherlands. Then I was over into uh, Ukraine, Kiev again for a couple of days. Now I'm here in New York. We're three days later from Kiev, so now I'm back here in New York. I've got to be honest with you, man. Your boys are working your heart. Like I'm pretty tired now. Yeah? I'll I'll give you a few weeks over Christmas. Yeah. Don't get all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>